Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy, and today in season three, I'm so happy we made it three seasons, uh, we have my very, very good friend Jay Wong, who is probably one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet, especially when it comes to podcasting, understanding business, and more importantly, making changes to your inside work, because the dude is absolutely awesome, that kind of stuff. Um, today's show sponsors, just quick shout out to everyone, is adelamarcy.com. Go check out my stuff, you know, you can check out the blogs and everything else on top of that. Um, we are also sponsored by purelyhosting.com forward slash adel. Uh, go there, get your site built, whatever they do that, they still have that offer going there. And also sponsored by the innerchangemaker.com. So that's I-N-N-E-R-C-H-A-N-G. Maker.com. There's a the, so it's like the inner change maker.com. Uh, go check out that stuff. And we got the guy that created it, and behind that movement is none other than my friend Jay. Jay, you there? Yes, I'm here. Let's rock, man. Dude, so thank you so much for doing this because like, I know we had a little bit of a snafu with uh, dates and times. We tried to arrange this like two or three times and had to keep changing dates. I know, I know. You know what? Everyone's busy everyone's busy right and and i'm just glad that we we were able to both make time and and make this happen oh hells yeah it's gonna be fun i mean like you've had all my frigging podcasts and i've had yours and we just we're good we're goofballs we're goofballs it's it's funny every time you talk with other podcasters it's it's always so interesting right because you don't need the formality of like the i don't know like sometimes like some some people go into like interview mode yeah. Like, even though you're really good friends, but like they'll just snap into like interview mode. They're like, I'm ready to tell you my life story. I was not an entrepreneur in high school, but then I became an entrepreneur. Uh, but then, you know, it's always really relaxing when you talk with other podcasters because they're just like going with it, you know? I, I love the fact that you're just like kind of talking about like, I was not this. I, I go for way, way worse. Um, freaking, what's it called? All my examples just involve like crack cocaine really do oh. <laughs> well i'm kidding you know but i just want to say they do because that'd be just funny as hell um but no seriously like all my examples just kind of like i wasn't always an entrepreneur it's like i always wasn't a, a crack smoking uh cat juggler but now i am and you can do mm. one too it just sounds so much sexy i don't know why but it's just funny uh but no it's it's so true that's why um when i created this podcast i actually set out with a mission statement and this is back when mission statements were a thing by the way they're not anymore <laughs> Okay. I remember everyone's like, was this out of curiosity? Like 2014. Yeah. <laughs> like the end of 2014. Because everyone watched The Wolf of Wall Street by this point, and everyone was like, yeah, mission statement. So I'm like, you assholes, I hate you all. But yeah. um, like my, my whole mission for this podcast is like, because people would ask you, what's, like, what's your end result for this? I was like, it's to have a place where entrepreneurs and business people and people just want to get into business and stuff like that can go to and listen to good shows. But more importantly, it's a place that you can just go talk and listen, like um, to people that are not uh, that aren't being entrepreneur mode, like mm. us, where we can talk the shit, say the words like dickhead, cunt face, bitch head, bitch head, whatever you want. Um, you, gotta, you gotta love podcasting with that kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. Like I, I'll hands down say it. The place I got all my advice from on this was watching Joe Rogan, because I was like, <laughs> yeah. Joe is just Joe. He he doesn't give a shit about what you think about him, and. Um, he goes out there and does it, and I'm like, you know what? That's the kind of show I want, but I want it for entrepreneurs only, like for business people and celebrities and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I had like someone like Joe Sugarman on at the end of uh, season two, um, who's like, in the, by the way, if you've not had that, fucking go listen to it, especially when it pertains to like, interchange and stuff. 
That yeah. was one of the few podcasts where I just asked him questions and shut up and let him talk because I was like, dude's a fucking legend. And plus, he used to be a former CIA operative. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Joe Sugarman was there at the time when the Watergate Hotel incident happened to Nixon. He was fucking there. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 pretty nuts. So yeah, you what what was your biggest takeaway from that conversation? Do you remember? Oh man, there were so many. Just like his books, his understanding, um, really understanding how to get inside the customer's head. It's like crap load. Plus also the upside is um he actually sent me a few birthday gifts as well, which was really, really nice of him. Sent me nice. a pair of blue blocker sunglasses, like three or four signed copies of his books. It's pretty epic. I was like, this is a good birthday for me. I like this. It's a good birthday. Anyway, nice. Anyway, just jumping back into it, like, I want to actually ask, how did you get into podcasts in particular? Because I remember when we first started speaking, I think it was just before you got into podcasts or just when you got into them. Yeah, so this is a really good walk down memory lane, and, and maybe we'll build some context for people that are listening to this. Um, so we met through um, a mutual friend of ours, Scott. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think you, you you were like the uh, kind of like the guest of honor one time. We we're talking about like opt-in pages, I think. Yeah, I and, think that was uh, it. Like I I did the whole webinar for Scott. Right. 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 And honestly, at that time, it's so funny. I, I just did this on another pod. Someone asked me like kind of a similar question of like, no, they, they actually asked me when was like rock bottom. And then I was like, well, it was right around that time, actually, because I didn't have I didn't know anything about online marketing. I was just trying to living like like back on my parents couch, trying to create a business. It was just like the, all the wrong. It's like the sequencing of the wrong things to do. And um you know, the reason, the whole reason I had a, or have a podcast now is because I went to one of these kind of like uh, entrepreneurial dinners. Maybe you've been to them kind of like mastermind dinners type thing. Yeah. I think Scott threw it on as well. And uh, someone was saying like, hey, you know, I see you out there, Jay, doing a lot of these, doing everything, right? Like, so back then I would like make a YouTube video because I saw Gary Vee made a YouTube video, you know? And then it's like, oh, this this person, uh, you know, have an opt-in page for like a, a cheat sheet. Oh, okay, I, I guess I'll do that too. And, you know, or this person wrote a blog post about this. So, so a lot of times I think in the beginning people were just copying you know, how others start because they, they want to do that too. They just don't really understand any of the strategy behind it. Um, and so for me, I felt like I was all over the place. And and the podcast it just seemed like a really, one, it seemed like a great hub that I could kind of just, you know, throw everything into there. And then from there, repurpose things, whether it was like talks and videos or what have you. Um, so that was like one key reason. And then another one was just the resurgence of podcasting. So going back to, you know, you were saying like 2014, like right around like 2013, beginning of 2014, that's when podcasting started kind of picking up again. It's not like it's something relatively new, right? Like it's been, you know, like it's been around for, for like time. for a long ass time. So it's like they, they didn't even call it podcasting when it was like in the beginning. Um, and this is like before iTunes and everything, but simply because of the accessibility of technology now, people have it on their phones, they have it in their cars, and, and now people are just recognizing podcasting as just a, a go-to place when they want to deep dive into very particular topics, right? Let's say there, you know, there's certain podcasts people listen to for, I don't know, selling products on eBay and Amazon, um, just like there is for people that you know want you know to talk about horseback riding um 
this is just this is just podcasts that came in my mind. But it's true. Like, you know, podcasts has become this avenue for people to kind of deep dive into these topics. And so that's part of the reason why I started a podcast like, you know, way back when we kind of got connected. Yeah. I mean, it's like incredible when people say, oh, you know, it's all this, that, the other. But honestly, it's podcasts have been around for so goddamn long. Um, it's just that technology was really hard to use back then. Yeah. Like, it was really, really hard to accept, like, unless you had, like, the money to spend or the time to, like, understand how to use uh, Blueberry Press and Libsyn and all this other stuff. Like, a yeah. podcast could cost you, like, upwards of, like, 50 to 100 bucks a month just to have. Right. Um, and you wouldn't see that return for a really long time if you didn't know what you were doing. And now, like, you have, like, stuff like Ordello or whatever it is. Um just being out there, it's like a really easy tool just set up within like 30 minutes and you got yourself like a full-on show ready to go. It's pretty, it's actually pretty insane. I remember I, I spoke at this uh, podcasting conference and there's one guy, uh, I think his name is Sean Smith. Um, I know Sean, I, I haven't like, you know, connected with him in a while, but he's like the mobile podcaster. Or I think that's how like he, he kind of frames the conversation. And um it's really because I remember for his talk, he literally only has his iPhone six at the time um, and like a couple different cords uh, and, and, and like a, a mic, a USB mic. Um, and that was it. That was like his whole podcast setup. And then he would have, you know, he, he would have like two sets of like headsets for people. And he says, you know, this guy was like, yeah, I podcast on like planes. I've done podcasting like in like these kind of like weird like outdoor locations. And it's all good because of the setup. And it just goes to show you like how easy it is for people. It, it could be as easy as you want and it can also be as complicated as you want. Just like with almost everything in life. Pretty much. I mean like pick, but as you realize, it's really just pick one thing and do it. Um, and, that, and that works. I mean so like. I'm sure there's people listening to this going, yeah, but can I really start a podcast? Yes. <laughs> why? Well, why not? That's my first question. My second question is, like, Russell Brand said this best. He goes, oh, like, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was like, I don't know if I should start a podcast. Russell, like, Joe Rogan was like, uh, dude, you've got a phone. Right, yeah, just fucking start a podcast. Why? Yeah. It'll, like, even if all you're doing, like, uh, I remember the first season of the show was so sporadically put on. Um, and then we uploaded every, like, my team, they uploaded everything on the same fucking day. So we'd have like yeah. 12 podcasts go live in one day. I'm like, oh, <laughs> god damn. Like we finally nailed it down. It, it, you know what it is? Uh, you know, it, it's podcasting is just a hack of life, actually. It's not like a business move. Because this is the problem, right? Everyone thinks like, oh, podcasting is a business move. So I'm going to start nah. doing it. And then they start doing it for a few months and they go, well, um, why am I not monetizing? Right, just just like with everything online, right? Like I started doing this. Why am I not monetizing? Why am I not at, at that at that level yet? But it, it's like a it, you got to think of it as a life hack because like one, you get to record conversations with anybody that like you have now full reigns of reaching reaching out with anybody, and if they're willing to you know they're willing to say yes, and a lot of people are, um, now you can just record the conversation you're gonna have with them. One and then two, a lot of times like I'll have like breakthroughs and I'll have like different ways like I'll learn so much from the other person that I'm like my my own like mindset changed during that conversation and it's like man that was really great that we got to capture that 
you know? Um, and now you can like share that and you can be like, hey, I had this amazing idea here. Or I had this breakthrough or just this amazing conversation. And that really, that really resonated with me. Um, that's just like a beauty of being able to like kind of share part of the entrepreneur's journey. Because as you know, it can be kind of crazy, lonely, depressing, you know, all the all those kind of things. It's just a mixed bag of, of emotions. Um, but to be able to just share that, I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, I agree entirely. Like there's so much insanity there that people try and monetize it. I'll like just going back to it, the reason why I said that I haven't got my show stable i mean in the sense of like how we do a podcast production sure yeah 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 that's that's what i mean but like monetizing it guys trust me this podcast is nothing but joy for me this is like really just i like hanging out and talking to people if you look through all my podcasting i'll tell you right now you can pick any guest that's on my show and go would you hang out with them in real in real life yeah in fact i want to <laughs> hang out with most of them like in real life like um case in point my buddy alex sharfen or even yeah. my, my friend uh, Ryan Stuman, like two really fucking awesome dudes. Um, Amazing guys, yeah. Yeah, really cool dudes. But Ryan's very polarizing. Mm. Like you st- either have a straight opinion where you like, I like Ryan, or you don't like Ryan. Interesting. Like, there's no like, nah, it's okay. No, it's like I fucking love the dude or I hate the dude. That's that's what I found. I mean, there could be people like, oh, I like him, but like honestly, it's usually just one way or the other that I found. Um, but yeah, when I freaking go to Texas, when I can go to Texas, and if we can get through like border control and stuff, you know, um, right? With 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 the you know with, with everything that's happening right there. Yeah, pretty much, and all the other shit that's stealing my personal shit. But like, once I get to the other side, I already know where I'm staying. I'm staying at freaking Alex Sharpen's house for a little bit because like he's invited me over. I'm staying at like other people's places because they've invited me over. I'm hanging out with all these entrepreneurs because they've invited me over. I'm like, I would never have that ability and capability to do that. If I didn't have my show, but the only reason I do my show isn't for the, to get things it's to give like on these podcasts, like mm-hmm. I'm sure like my, anyone listening to this knows this. If you have, if this is the first time you listen to my show, go listen to a couple of other episodes. I guarantee you the first thing you're going to find out is these are funny. These are just fun for me. <laughs> like I make jokes. I like making people laugh. I make fun of myself more than anything. And I don't edit my show. I'm like, I'll make a mistake and I'll fucking keep going. Um, because this is a place where I want people to come just to have fun. Like, Jay and I have known about, like, we've known about each other for a long-ass time. Like, ever since that time, like, you, he was on my radar, yeah. I was on his. And we've done some work together here and there. But, like, I got to tell you, the I, I asked Jay to be on my podcast, like, six months ago. But, like, he was busy, I was busy, and we couldn't get the date down. Eventually, like, right now we're shooting this in November, but we're going to be releasing it around January, February time. Um, when you guys are listening to this, like, Jay and I fucking have a good relationship. Like if yeah. he's if he's in England, I know he's staying at my place. Just like I know if I'm in Canada, I'm gonna go see him. Dude, come on down. Don't don't come now though. Don't don't come in the winter months, man. Oh no, I know. I lived in the winter months up there. It it that shit is just stupid. Why did I do that? I'm gonna go in like <laughs> the two weeks of June when it's warm. It, it's it's really nice then. Those those two weeks. <laughs> those two weeks. Only two weeks. It's like summer break. Yeah. yeah. Did you have fun? Me too. <laughs> Pretty well, much. We're gonna be outside patio twenty four seven. The, Every like, try, ounce try and, of sunshine. Try and absorb. Just come on, in here. Yeah, just right here. So much fun. But no, I fucking love Canada. It's a really, really cool place to be, and I, I can't wait to travel. It's like one of the places I want to travel back to. Um, but saying that, like, kind of like jumping into the whole show of like how to get your uh, voice out for your podcast and stuff. I mean, the first thing I'd probably say to anyone if they were thinking of this, besides doing it, is um, find out who you want to talk to. Like, not guests, but like people. Like, who you who do you want to yeah. help? Who do you want to like? to listen to this 
That's that's been a really big thing, right? A lot of people ask me like they'll ask me, "How did you get so and so on your show? How did you get Grant Cardone or Bob Proctor or Tucker Max?" And I just like they're like, "What what where's the application process?" right? And I'm like, "Well, to be honest, a lot of times I'll have people on and it's it doesn't mean that they would have been this New York bestseller or they started some successful startup or what have you, but I'll, I genuinely want to connect with them one, and I just I actually find their work really interesting or I find what their perspective to be really interesting. And I might not I don't even need to agree with it, but I just want to have that conversation and I want to record it, you know. And some people are going to find it valuable, and then you know to to a lot of people that listen to my show they. They know it's really about you know the the inner work, the bigger picture, kind of you know the the legacy conversation. Um, but that's kind of like my I don't know you know how how it works for you, but like for me it's like if I find them interesting and their work interesting, I want to have them on because I know it's going to be a good conversation. Oh yeah, that's actually how I pick all my all my people on the show. <laughs> okay, it, I'm, like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, I'm I'm super biased about it. I mean like Esther like Esther Kiss, shout out to her, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she does ask awesome. me to like. She does ask me if I can have people on my show. I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, like, Esther knows me well enough that I only interview people that are interesting and fun that I can actually have a conversation with. Because I've got ADD and shit at times, so I'll sit there and I no word of light. I've in my earliest days before I launched this show, I had a different show that I was on, which I can't remember. I took it offline. I remember I was doing podcasts with people, and I'd be on my phone. Yeah, like I would like literally... playing games. What were yeah, you doing? I was just like playing just, like, games, messaging people back. Yeah, I'd be doing my own shit, and I, I'm horrible, and I, I hate to admit this, but hand on heart, I did do this. I'd sit there and be like, man, I'm so fucking bored. It's like the same goddamn questions. Like, the, the answers all sound the same. One in, like, one in five or one in ten people I interviewed were actually worth the damn of talking to, and I'd put my phone down. I'm like, okay, why did I enjoy that show? Why did I not enjoy the show? And I realized a lot of the questions are fucking boring and retro- rhetorical. Like, someone I really want to get back on my show, I hope he's listening. Justin, if you're listening, I want you back on the show. Uh, Justin Brooke, because I interviewed him years and years ago. This is a guy that I really pay attention to, but that show was really dry. It wasn't Justin I knew, because I was asking him normal questions that everyone else asked him, and he was just, like, kind of giving me, like, robotic answers. It's nothing against him. It's just that I've been on that receiving it. I've been on the giving end of that, where I I get asked really boring questions. I give really fucking robotic answers. So I'm like, oh, okay, I thought it was going to be fun, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, can, I tell, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, go for it. Um, Throw it. Throw it, it, it. It probably goes down as the worst interview I've ever done. Go for it. And uh, it was an interview with Neil Patel. Oh. Of people. Um, yeah. And I have tremendous uh, respect for Neil, but, but it kind of – it doesn't happen very often, but this was a little while back, so at least, at least like six to eight months ago. Uh-huh. And I remember, like he said yes to the interview, and I was like, I had like a fanboy moment, yeah, you know, where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they said yes. Like, what am I gonna talk to them about? And I start, you know, like, I, 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 I do look at his blog every now and then, but I, I start digesting content, start listening to other interviews, right? And what ended up happening was that I got so in my head, I don't know if this has happened to you or maybe very similar, but I got so in my head that I, I, I said, this is, this is how embarrassing it was. I was like, oh, Neil, hey, um, you know, the interview is going to run for about like, uh, you know, 35 minutes or something, 40 minutes usually. That, that's kind of like my recording time. Um, and are we finished? I finished all my questions closer to 15. Wow. Because 
I was so in my head that I was asking things like, and first of all, I already just, I just said what my podcast is about, which is legacy, a lot of this inner work, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm asking about, uh, should people, if they were to start a business today, should people do uh, SEO on, on Google? Like, should they focus on, on Facebook ads? And you know, what, what is his answer? Do both. Where can I go from there? I'm like, um, okay, cool. So let's let's change gears a bit. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was not the best showing I've ever had. And and as it went on, it was like, oh my god, this can't get any worse. And I knew, I knew I was like in that mode, and I was trying to like snap out of it, right? And um, yeah, it, it was just not the best. And nothing against him because I think anytime a guest comes on your show and anytime they they feel or they get into that robotic state, I mean. The responsibility falls back on you. Yeah, because like you're supposed you're supposed to be leading this shit. Yeah, you're supposed to be guiding it. You're supposed to if it gets boring, it's on you, right? If it's you know like you're supposed to ask you know some some questions, right? That that really push the envelope. So I don't know, just a funny story. I, I really haven't shared that much, but I, I put it up anyways. I remember I wrote it. I, I said in the intro, I said, you know, I teach podcasting, but I think this is a perfect example of what not to do. And sometimes, you know, that that's a really good, you know, thing to, to learn from um, because, you know, it's what you can do sometimes. Those are the episodes that are you're like completely in flow and like it's almost like there was no format to it. But there was, you know, there was like this beauty of a format to it. Um, and those are really hard to like explain slash replicate. Um, so anyways, that, that was just a fun little story. No, it's really true because like I've had that happen to me. Like a ton, like um, yeah. a lot of people actually don't know that, but like that's actually how I started this podcast. Okay. Like, how did you do this podcast? The last interview started? I did, the last interview I did for the other show, I literally sat down. Like I was getting bored, and we were finished within about twenty minutes. It was supposed to be an hour long show. Oh my god! So I had forty minutes of dead air. So while I'm on foot, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, look, dude. I'm sorry about this, but fuck this. I gotta ask you another question. What's that? Why the fuck did you come on the show? And it was because you asked me to, and you were talking about this. I was like, right, let me ask you a really dumb question. If we were, like, really hanging out right now, would you have walked off or smacked me in the face? He goes, I would have honestly just been like, what's wrong with this guy? It's like, cool, let's have an actual conversation. Tell me about what your favorite thing is. Uh, do you like martial arts? And then I found out that he's a UFC fan as well, right? Oh, okay. So yeah. we started spending, we spent the remaining 40 minutes of this show. By the way, it wasn't my show. I was doing interviews for someone else. It wasn't my show. I spent the last 40 minutes interviewing him about MMA and martial arts and science and business and understanding, like, the outer world and culture that comes around with it and how, like, his business has affected what he really loves doing and how he trains all the time and how he went to get his NLP masters and all this, that, the other. It was a fucking weird podcast to start with got even crazier and at the end of the sh the end of the 40 minutes i don't want to stop i just said all right cool i've got to stop him unfortunately but let's speak soon and at the end of it he he was so nice to me he turned around and goes dude i gotta level with you this has probably been one of the best podcasts i've been on i know it started a little slow but honestly this was fucking hilarious i just loved the way that this flowed <laughs> and they actually um like, because again, I was doing podcasts for someone else. But I kind of, I, I owned a percentage deal, like as in I could put my sponsorship in there. Okay. Um, that's how I did the deal, so I could actually go ahead and get people to come back to my site. I put <laughs> my thing on it. I had more traffic off this one podcast until they shut the podcast down to leave all the episodes. Um, I had more traffic off this one, the one podcast than any others I'd done beforehand. 
That's so interesting. People were just like, we like this raw content style. And yeah, and trust me, I've had those embarrassing moments. And anyone listening to this, you're going to have them too. Just remember them. Don't get mad. Don't get sad. Remember them because they're going to be funny stories one day. I mean, I, so uh, just really quick, uh, one of my most popular episodes still today is uh, an episode I did. She was my eighth interview ever. So you, you know, you know, I came. Jitters. Yeah, madly unprepared. Um, and um, <laughs> she, she's. Have you ever heard of uh, the blogger Penelope Trunk? Yep. Yeah. So I had Penelope Trunk on the show, and she disagreed with pretty much everything I had to say. Not like necessarily disagreeing with me. It's not like I didn't take it personally, but you know, I, it's, I would say things like. Um, I was young and naive, you know, so so I would say things like uh, entrepreneurship, that's the key to having it all. And here's a woman who has, you know, she's like, she's had three, she's ran three companies, you know, she's, she's coming, you know, she has different, like uh, a different viewpoint in terms of marriage and divorce. And she just has this like maturity with entrepreneurship. And here I am like really positive, you know, like really like you know, eighth interview in the game, you know? And um, I remember uh, we, we didn't agree on a single thing on the whole interview, like so much so that she, she pretty much, um, and I, I didn't take any offense to this, but she she was like referring. I was like, oh, what does what does the word change maker mean to you? You know, so, things like that. And and she's like, well, I think it's like very aspirational, like bullshit. You know, and just the whole messaging because there was no like, you know, there was no depth. You know, eighth interview, and I was just trying to like survive. You know, I wasn't even trying to get like value points for people. I was just trying to survive the conversation. And um, you know, that's still one of the most like popular episodes that I have on on YouTube and on the podcast people just love that that type of controversy and that type of kind of uh, going at it right but they love hearing the different types of opinions of, of people as well yeah I mean that's <sighs> that's a massacre that, that's right there Could just the fact that you've got like um, it, not saying it's a bad thing it's a bad thing but also a good thing um but as as someone doing that eighth interview, that that's got to be like the toughest thing ever. Because like, <laughs> what do I say now? No, well, I remember hanging up. My my girlfriend was in the other room. I was then, I was like, I, I I don't think I can put that up. Like that that was so embarrassing. And and you know, because at that time, everyone you know, you're just thinking ego, right? You're you're thinking I'm gonna sound so stupid if people listen to this. I'm gonna sound so unvalidated and whatever. All all the things that we start kind of you know start rolling down. And um, kind of the same type of thinking behind the new Patel thing is like, well, I'm going to put it up, but it's just going to be an example. Like I'm, you know, here is a point in time when I was 25, had no freaking idea what the heck was a good interview, didn't know how to ask any good questions, didn't know how to lead the conversation. Here's an example of what that looked like, you know, and and I think, I don't know, people, not a lot of people like share or are willing to share some of those things, I, I would imagine that's why people love listening to this type of style, these types of conversations, because, you know, people are at least real. Yeah. You know, they're not giving you the robotic, like, answers that, that that they hear on every other podcast. Yeah, like, there's none of this, like, oh, look at how great I am. Look at how big my ego is and how validated I feel. It's very much like, all right, what's the shittiest thing you've ever done? 
Oh, this thing. Well, you're an <laughs> asshole, then, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. I actually had that in another podcast, by the way. Someone actually asked me, what's the shittiest thing I've done to another human being? What, what did you say at the time? I'm, I'm not going to say it on this podcast. This is like, fucked up. I would, but like... This is my podcast. <laughs> I don't have to tell you bitches. I'm kidding. Um, but, dear God, no. I think this, 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 I've done a lot of shitty things to a lot of people over the years. Um, this is probably like, not so much shitty. It was justified, but also shitty because it was a nice thing. Uh, it was the last time I did my stand-up set. Uh, my four, It was a 40-minute show called Fifty Shades of Brown. Um, like, five years ago. Four okay. five years ago, I had this heckler. No, it was four years ago. I had this heckler just straight up piss me off, like just straight up piss me off because he was heckling me for like the entire show, and then heckled me in the last ten minutes of my set, and I just had enough. I was like, I'm just gonna destroy him. So I spent like the last ten minutes of my show completely making this heckler cry, not with laughter. I was just being an asshole to him the entire time. Okay. Um, it was, uh, dude, it got so bad. Like, one of the things I said to him was something like, oh, because he was with a girl. I was like, oh, is she your girlfriend? No. Well, you're aware that he's been trying to fuck you for the last five years, right? She was like, what? I was like, yeah, he's just here because he's failed so hard. By the way, sweetie, you're absolutely gorgeous. Here's the thing. Do you want to come back to my hotel room after this? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry. I'm going to send you video later on. It'll be fine. Then you can actually see what a real man looks like that's taking her out. Like, this is the sh- that was like the nastiest shit I was saying to him. In front of a room full of people, by the way. You're, you're a bad man. I was, I, was an, bad I was an asshole to him. There was about 80 people in the room. I was just like completely going at him. Um, he walked off crying, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. So. It wasn't a good time. I was 23 and pissed off, so it was fine. Um, but like, that was like, I, I said that, I told that story on uh, on the show and it was just so real. Like people were howling, they were like messaging in saying, what the fuck was going on? And how come you were like saying this? What was he saying? And all this, that, the other. And I just like relayed the entire story to him and it was just a fun story to have. But like getting back to the point of it all, realistically, like being the inner change maker, I got to ask, what made you come up with that title? Because I remember like you were kind of moving around with that. How, how yeah. did you arrive to that kind of thing? And you had the... Forgot to even mention this. You had an ad go live in Toronto, didn't you? Recently, in like the town center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Congratulations. That was, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that, that was like a, a billboard. So let, let's talk about that. I, I haven't shared. I really haven't shared about that, and yeah, I'm really trying to talk about that. No one, no one's having me on their show. We, we can't get connected, right? So it's like fuck um, him. We don't want to hear about his goddamn billboard. Yeah, exactly. I was fuck. like, God, don't people want to know about this billboard? It's so cool. Um, so one, the billboard is uh, that that was really cool because it, it's one of the busiest intersections in, in North America. Most people don't know Toronto has this kind of like equivalent of Times Square, which is called Dundas Square, which. You know, no one hears about unless you've been in Toronto, um, and it's and it's honestly not very. It's comparative, but it's like maybe ten to fifteen percent of what Times Square is. Uh, so just an area where it's very, it's lit all the time with ads, essentially, right? And then there's a mall there, all this kind of stuff. And um, so a lot of people don't know this. Everyone's like, "How much did you pay for the ad?" I was like, man, no one thinks like otherwise, like no one thinks like I would have, you know, maybe got a partnership with them or traded with them. So the real story is actually a friend of a friend asked me if I MC parties. Okay. okay. And then I said, because they, they, they see that I do some speaking, they, they, they've seen me speak at like uh, kind of like a student conference like a couple years ago. And they're like, we know you're a great speaker. Do you MC parties? And I was like, no, but I 
can, I guess. But like, yeah, like, you know, whatever. It's speaking. I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be okay. And they're like, okay, cool. We're, we're looking for an MC for our um, kind of like a, a corporate event. And it's a, it's a get together for all, all, all of our clients. We're like, we're interviewing people. Would you want like an opportunity to be interviewed? And so it's like me and two other people. Um, I, I was told it was between three people. And essentially, I just went in there and I, and I said, look, I, I don't have any experience emceeing, but I can tell you that I'm a, like, if there's one thing that I know really well in, in my life is that it's communication. It's it's being able to grab the mic and, and just being in that moment. And uh, I, I said it a lot better at, the, at that time, but uh, maybe it's because I didn't charge anything. Maybe, maybe that was it too. Um, so anyways, I, I got this gig, right? And they said, come by, it's open bar. You're going to be a celebrity pretty much. You know how like when you MC anything, you're, you're pretty much like, you're the life of the party type thing, right? They had like a candy bar. They invited all these like media. They're like, I found out they're a media. They're like an outdoor media company. And so anyways, I, I MC the party. I introduced the CEO and uh, the CEO comes up to me afterward and he goes, hey, you know, you, uh, I really love the way that you introduced me. You made me sound awesome. I was like, yeah, well, you're, you're awesome. I, I read his story. He was like an immigrant, came to Canada and, you know, spent the last two decades building up this amazing company. And now they own like a huge majority of all outdoor ads in Toronto. And I'm like, that's a huge accomplishment, you know, like from, from any vantage point. But the fact that, you know, you, you came to this country, didn't probably didn't even speak English that well. And, and anyways, he just, you know, he was asking me about the work that I was doing and, um, you know, he said something along the lines of like, you know, I see kind of like a younger version of myself in you. I really want to help you. And anytime anyone says like they see a younger version of themselves in you, it typically means like a kind of a good thing. And uh, he said, you know, hey, we partner with different charities and we help promote the charities, right, um, on our billboard ads. Uh, so why don't we like promote your message, your podcast, and we'll run it for a couple days. How about that? And I said, yeah, of course, right? Like, Totally. I'm like totally blown away, totally humbled by it. And he's like, you know what? I'm traveling next week, but come by the office. My assistant will, will set you up the agreement and uh, I would have signed off on it already. And, and we'll just, you'll, you'll have this at your fingertips. This was like earlier this year. Uh, you'll have it and uh, you can use it whenever you see fit. And I said, cool, let's, let's do it. Like, that's amazing. I, I don't know how else I would have gotten this opportunity. So I kind of forgot about it, and then they're they're emailing me. They're like, "Hey, just so you know, like you gotta like use this." But what happened when I went in to sign the agreement, right? For for you know for this company was that instead originally they, they said they would run it for like a weekend or two days, two three days, and and I saw on there that they changed. He changed it. He said the whole week. Wow. And so it's all seven days. So what it was was that it, it was a fifteen second segment that ran on on a three minute loop. But it ran, and, and what, like, I was right next to H&M and Kevin Hart and David Beckham and uh, the UFC fight, you know, that, that they were promoting at the time. And I was like, what? Like, this is so crazy, you know? And then on the first day that we knew that it was going to be live, my girlfriend and I, we went down, obviously, the, the Young and Dundas just to see it. You know, we're like, oh, we got to film a video. You know, we got we to gotta do the whole social media thing. But I remember just standing there, just being so blown away that – it can happen, you know, like I had a podcast for a year and a bit, like a, like 15 months, like really no time whatsoever. And 
and here it is due to relationships, due to saying yes to certain things and, and just meeting the right people at the right time. My, my face, you know, it was, it's on the cover. So not, you know, they weren't promoting me, but they were promoting a message. Right. And they're, they're just promoting the, the podcast. And that, that was, that was like really humbling. That was like a couple months ago. Um, so that, that's that story that I've never shared on any podcast for sure. Um, but uh, going back to your, your question of how I got to the name, um, to be honest, I, I was trying so many different angles. I don't know about you, but like I think when a lot of people try to come up with names, they kind of they see what's on the marketplace and they kind of try to make a combination of what's working there. That doesn't work. It doesn't really fit in. Um, to be honest, I almost called it. This is kind of like a fun little thing. I almost called it the change maker within. Wow. And that was a play on words from one of my favorite books, The Artist Within by um, Julia Cameron. You know, have you heard, ever heard of uh, Morning Pages? No, I haven't. I'm actually going to check it out. Yeah, so The Artist Way, it's, it's like written, it's kind of like a, a little older book. But anyways, it's, the, it's under the premise that everyone's a creative, right? Everyone is a creator, right? Whether you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, everyone's this kind of, um, what's it called? It's kind of like they're a recovering creative, they're a suppressed creative. That's what that's what it is, and I I love this book. This book made such a when I was traveling, uh, it made such a big difference for for me to gain clarity on on what I really wanted to pursue, how I wanted to live my life, and um, I really wanted to kind of perpetuate that message, but my own kind of way of looking at it. And I think we're all you know creators of of our own lives, but I wanted to do something in like. You know that wanted to encompass impact, wanted to encompass personal development. This is probably when we met, when I was like kind of going through all these different yeah. ideas, and I was just trying on things. I had no idea what was working, um, but uh, you know, I, I really had like covers designed for like the change maker within and the inner change maker, and uh, it was kind of like a gut call. You know, the week that I was launching, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go with the inner change maker. That's it. Like, I'm I'm gonna make this happen. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of the story behind that. Holy shit. See, I like that. And I like the fact that you told that story and also just before anyone says it, fucking world-class exclusive right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's what we're going to promote right there. <laughs> hell yeah. But what I'm going to say is that like, just to kind of jump off your story here on how you came with your name. Um, I yeah. used to have this podcast called the lifestyle hero podcast. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that sounds like shit compared to what it is today. It really does. Like, if, if I said to you, hey, man, welcome to the Lifestyle Hero podcast, you're like, shut the fuck up. You're not adult. And I was like, welcome well, to. Well, was, well, adult, I was, I was going to say, you know how, like, this whole, like, John Lee Dumas created this, like, entrepreneur on fire? Yeah. Right? And then everyone started, like, doing, like, something on fire. Yep. Like, internet marketer on fire. I don't know if that was actually a thing. But, like, it just seemed like everyone was playing off of everything. Yep. You know, like, entrepreneur this. Or some play off of word off of preneur you know what i mean yep. like uh vet veteranpreneur you know or not not to say that there's anything wrong with any of those names right but i just i don't know i just i guess wanted to do something a bit different um yep. no i agree with you it's the same with me so the reason i went with adela marcy unplugged was because i after I like the that. first couple of like my shows i just was like this is me coming off the mic yeah this is completely off the record it is unplugged there is no filter here <laughs> So we're off mic. 
So that's why we're I, off I, mic, man. that's why that's why we named it what it was. But just real quickly, because we've only got a little bit of time left. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. Th- there's two questions I need to ask you, and you know, elaborate however you feel. The first one is really at your lowest point in your life. Uh, what did you do to get your confidence back up? That's the first question. And the second is, if you give three pieces of advice to anyone out there that wants to start a podcast, is kind of in like the zone where they don't they don't know what they're doing with their life, um, or they're an entrepreneur that's hit like a plateau. What advice did you give them? What three pieces of advice? So you got confidence, like how did you regain it, and three pieces of advice. Okay, so let's let's tackle the first one. So confidence and how do you regain it? So funny thing about confidence is that everyone loves confidence because it's comforting and it's what you know how to do it's you're confident in it right everyone already knows what they're confident in it's actually the last piece of the puzzle which is the shitty part um because that means that you have to go through some shit to get to the confidence part right and i think it's about so I, I think it's about two things, and this is not mine. This is um, Dan Sullivan, who was one of my mentors uh, from Strategic Coach, and he has this concept called like the four C's, and like, yes, the last one is confidence, but the first two is what I love about it. It's the first one he says is that you got to make a commitment, right? Um, you got to make a commitment to yourself. You got to make a commitment to doing the podcast. You got to make a commitment to writing the book. You got to make a commitment to something. Right. And you got to be able to see that through. And the second one, which I actually love the second one even more is courage. And he's saying courage is, is like a really positive word. Everyone's like, oh, he's so courageous. He's so brave. It's like a positive attribute. Right. But in real life, courage is actually a really scary, scary as hell. Right. Like courage is really scary because it, it is the time that you, you you've committed. But now you have to act in courage because you don't know exactly what to do before you get to confidence. And the step between courage and confidence is the last C, the third C, which is capabilities. So you have to have courage to develop the capabilities to actually get to confidence. So um, I think for me, when I had no confidence, for me, the biggest thing was I made that kind of like conscious commitment that I was gonna see this through. But to be honest with you, when I was at that stage, it was like, I, I, I kind of said, it probably can't get much worse. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I already don't have money. I'm not going to lose more money. And I already don't have like, you know, I, I'm already unfulfilled by all the things that I, I really want to do or by the things that society has told me I need to do. Getting a job, you know, coming out of a degree, all these type of things. I'm going to pursue what I want to do. Right. So you make that commitment. But then the next steps is really scary is when you take, quote unquote, massive action and you're acting in courage. So act in courage. I know it seems kind of like a cop out, but um, that's really how you get to that confidence stage. And just know that confidence is something that comes after. Um, It's not something that you can just like turn on because you're just really acting in courage right now. Um, so that would, that would be what I'd say for, for confidence and the three biggest pieces of advice. Honestly, I I think it's, it's about, I I said this in like a kind of a conversation with a friend, but I think it's about two things and I called it like M squared at that time. And I think it's about, I think it's about massive action and it's about momentum. Two things. You don't, you don't need three massive action because you got to get things going. Right. Too many people talk. You, you know this, Ed, like too many people talk. Too many people have ideas. Too many people have wishes. Too many people have bucket lists. They, they don't action. 
right? They don't actually like move on any of these things. And so they just stay ideas. They just stay as things that you're thinking about, right? So you need, I think you need to start moving. That's, that's what I started doing in the beginning was that I just started doing things. They were, they were all terrible. I just, I made a video. It was bad. I made a podcast. It was bad. Like I made a website. It looked terrible, right? Like you just start doing things, right? But because when you start doing things, you start asking a better question. Instead of asking how, like, like, uh, will anyone listen to my podcast, or uh, why does you know, will people think I'm dumb, or will, will it look stupid? All these types of things. You're asking how can I actually improve this? How can I make this a little more compelling? How can I make this a little more entertaining? How can I make this, you know, uh, valuable to the end person that I want to have an impact? So one is massive action, and then two is momentum. Is being able to create momentum for yourself. Uh, I know you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, what's his name? Alex. Yeah. Alex he is big on momentum. He's a big, like momentum. That's guy. like his big thing. Yeah. And I, I really genuinely, I, I really vibe with that message because it's all, everyone's like, Oh my God, how are you doing these amazing big things? And honestly, it's about momentum. And like, maybe people are thinking, Oh, I don't have a podcast or I don't have a business. So how do I create momentum? Dude, start creating momentum in your life right now. Right? Like, um, Instead of like, like, let's say, let's take the example of like working out. Not that I'm such a good example of it, but like, instead of like giving, instead of saying, okay, tomorrow I'm going to work out, dude, can you stop and do two push-ups right the second? Just two, right? So by doing that, you're like, you're, you give yourself a command, you do it. Now you're creating a bit of momentum. You're like, holy crap, I did that. You know what I mean? Tomorrow I am going to go to the gym. And if you go to the gym, that is like compounding the momentum that you're creating. Yep. And dude, you can do this with anything like drinking water, drinking less coffee, waking up earlier, journaling a bit, whatever it is, right? It's about creating momentum. Once you start getting momentum going, what's it called? Um, law, law of inertia, right? Once something is in motion, typically stays in motion, you got to get in motion. That's the problem. Everyone's too stagnant, you know? Um, so those were, those, that would be like the two pieces of advice, especially with podcasting. Dude, do the interviews. You know, get the interviews, get them done, and then ask the next question. How do I make the interviews sound a little better? How do I launch it? Too many people try to, like, build the studio and figure out how to launch and then figure out sponsorship and then, you know, build the perfect site. And then guess what? They never actually get around to launching anything or interviewing anybody or having any breakthroughs or having any bad stories where they were being ridiculed on their own show. Or, you know what I mean? Like, they just never get there. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's basically quite a learning experience as well. And one that pushes you out of your comfort zone. Dude, thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah, that's just what came to my mind. And I hope that was able to, you know, serve whoever's listening. And hopefully that was valuable. But uh, Fuck yeah, you are, dude. And by the way, guys, everyone that's listening, listen to what Jay has to say. The dude's like freaking taking the world by storm in such a short space of time. But don't think that you're going to be able to do it just like, oh, I'm going to start today and be a success tomorrow. It took some time to make some mistakes. Go check out what Jay's doing right now because Jay is actually going to help you shortcut those mistakes so you don't spend as much time as he did and I did learning, uh, getting those mistakes and learning the hard way. So, yeah. Uh, so what's the site again? It's the interchangemaker.com. Yeah, so it's inter interchangemaker.com. Um, there's a, a quick kind of uh, podcasting cheat sheet. You know, for those of you kind of want to get ramped up and started, same website forward slash gift. So interchangemaker.com forward slash gift. So it's um, not the interchangemaker.com. 
It, it is, sorry, at theinterchangemaker.com. Fair enough. I was like, I was like, man, did I give the wrong show details? No worries. So it's theinterchangemaker.com forward slash gift. So I'll put the links as always below in the description. Guys, it's been uh, awesome doing the show. Jay, thank you so much for taking the time to do the show today, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys. Take care. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.